So this morning, feel the liberty. You're part of a family. We're really in, in God's lounge, just enjoying His presence. And we're just going to flow with what he's, what he's been saying to us over the last few weeks and find the vein of what God's saying to us as a people, particularly in, in Malpus. And if you're joining us, Steve, so cool to have you. Steve and I and us, we go, we go far back uh, with his dad. He's just a legend, a uh, board shaper in the country. So Steve's visiting us. But this message, even though he's visiting, he's part of the family that God has placed him in. And for you this morning, recognize that God has called you here to be here for this morning. A lot of guys are out and about, which is awesome. But this is a special morning with the Lord, and I just want to settle us as we move forward. We, it, might be, it might look a little bit messy. Even this morning, it's like there's people praying and sharing, and it can be very unconventional in many ways. And it's good to know the why, like Byron said. Why do we do what we do? We want to be those that are spirit-led, uh, orchestrated, but spirit-led. And it can be quite daunting at times, leading a service, or even sharing that, like, Lord, I want to be obedient. So if I look at my... My notes right now, it's just one big mess. There's lots of words. Normally, I like to have an iPad, consecutive order. I like to preach and go through a consecutive. But right now, I've just got key words that the Lord's placed in my heart over the last few weeks. And from there, I've just got to try. As, I, as I'm hearing God, I'm just a vessel this morning. Recognize that God can use a donkey. Do you, do you know that? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm right there. It's like, Lord, use a donkey. Here we go, God. I want to be a vessel this morning just to hear what the Spirit's saying and conjure it. And just download from heaven and move and, and hopefully take us forward in the ways of God as an army of one. And words have come through over the last few weeks just about us being one, going into the promised land and, and finding God and then being effective witnesses in and around Malpos or wherever God's placed us. So we want to be those that are effective. And man, I look at that as like, yes, I love the army because I grew up as a little boy. If you're, if you're a little boy, who ever had those little green army men? Did you ever have those? Those were so cool. So I joined the army when I was about two years old, and I used to have army, and I'd, I'd play for like hours on t- at a time. I'd, I'd put these little army guys, and I'd shoot them down, and there's something in a guy that just wanted to do this army thing. I don't know, not anymore, probably it's changed a lot over the years, but um, in the early days, we was like, man, we just want to do this army thing. And I joined the army when I was four years old. He joined the army with me, yeah, it's great. And this is family church, so cool here. Keep that army. But when I was four years old, I joined an amazing army. I joined the Lord's army. <laughs> I gave my life to Jesus, and little did I know at four years of old, four years of age, putting my hand up in a meeting where God just called me, impacted my life. I, was, I didn't know the deep theologies of life and scriptures, as if Mark David was just out, like giving us this full teaching. But this lady just shared with us the basics of giving our hearts to the Lord. And at four years of age, I, I stuck my hand up, and little did I know that at that stage, I was join, joining an army a radical army that would change my life and thousands around the world through just by that moment. And I look at this like, wow, God, you, you know the end from the beginning, and we're part of an army. So last week we were actually, uh, on Friday, we had met together as leaders, just trying to get a plan and direction for what God's do, doing for us as a church. We don't just like one guy, it's like, Hannes, go for it, good luck, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We don't just say, Hannes, go for it, and let him do it. We come together as, as a team, and we pray, and we, we try and find the vein of what God has and we, we were praying and we were talking, and some of the older songs came, came up, and the army songs. And if you've been in church for a couple of years, who remembers some of those old songs? Auntie Leslie, you're going to probably, um, God, God, an army marching through the land. Who remembers that? <laughs> Don't you remember it? No, that's, that's all I remember, okay? <laughs> Deliverance is this sword, there's healing in their hand. And we would sing that for hours, because we didn't have all these fancy Bethel songs, and we'd march around the church. I was like a 10-year-old marching around, and 
we'd march around for like an hour singing one song. So this morning we had Johan and the team leading us. We're like, well, okay, how is this, how's these chords? How's this? Man, those days we just marched around and everyone sang out of tune and revival broke out into our meetings because we were hungry for the, the Spirit of God in our lives. So in that, it's like, man, it's just the heart. God, we've got the heart of worship. So we joined the army. And then on Friday, we started singing a song. Is Steph here? Is he with kids? Where is Steph? Steph, come quickly. He's gonna... <laughs> he wasn't ready for this. But man, Steph led us in an Afrikaans song that I've never heard, but I've heard it in English. But it, we had this song, and we used, to, we used to sing this in church. Get ready, okay? And we, we used to sing this song. So nobody fall asleep. Don't be ducky now, because I'm going to pick... Shannon, where are you? No, I'm just checking. No. <laughs> just kidding. But we used to have songs that they now sing in Sunday school that was our main songs when we were in a charismatic meeting. And one of the songs was, I'm in the Lord's army. Who remembers that? Who said yes, sir? Okay, come and stand up quick. We're going to do this one. Who remembers that song? I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom on the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. Come and stand together. We're going to sing it one more time. Come on, you guys are way too stiff. Jason, don't look at me like you used to sing it too. I know. Come, let's stand together. We're going to sing it to... Who can sing it? Joe, come on. Let's see it. Huh? Yeah. We're going to do an Afrikaans afterwards, okay? But we're going to do English first. Come stand. Auntie Leslie, you've got to stand on this one, okay? And you've got to do, do the actions. Okay. So it's, I may never march in the infantry. You've got to do this. I may never... Ride in the cavalry, and then shoot the artillery. I may never zoom on the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Everyone says, yes, sir. Okay. So Lorna's going to sing it for us, and we are going to follow, and we're going to go. So. Oh, am I singing? Okay. All right. I may never march in the enemy. Ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom on the enemy, because I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom on the enemy, because I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir! Don't sit down. Afrikaans. Here we go. Uh, okay, do you remember the Afrikaans one? Badin, come show us the moves. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, off of it's fine. Okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, all the Afrikaans people, I want to hear you. Andre, I want to hear you. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Ek is nie a stap soldaikie, nie a rei soldaikie, nie a vlieg soldaikie, nie. Ek is nie a skiet soldaikie, nie, maar ek is Jesus' soldaikie, ja, meneer. Ek is Jesus' soldaikie, ja, meneer. Ek is Jesus' soldaikie, ja, meneer. Ek is nie a stap soldaikie, nie a rei soldaikie, nie a vlieg soldaikie, nie. Ek is nie a skiet soldaikie, nie, maar ek is Jesus' soldaikie, ja, meneer. Alright, <laughs> that was way off. It's a, it's a heavenly language, it's Afrikaans, it's like a, just a spirit just took off, it was, it was so cool. But in that, we were just actually testing to see who's the next worship leaders that we can actually bring forward, yes, yeah, so. Laura's up. <laughs> but awesome. It's nice just to have a bit of fun in church. Sometimes it gets so serious. But there's something about being in the Lord's army, and He's called each one of us. It's not a single man show, and 
I think as we look at the army of the modern days, and things have changed and become tainted, the, our, our ways and our views of what the army is, and God's called us to be an army that shines. Really, just not a single person, but an army that stands and shines for Him in our area. And I, I would love to say that um, I was a great army guy. So I come from a generation where we were called up to the army. Who, who was called up to the army in those amazing days where we had to go fight? We don't know why we were fighting, but we were called up anyway. And, and some of us got called up in the earlier days where we had to go to the army. Uh, people like Mike decided to go do study rather than got out the army, <laughs> went to university. But some of us went and got called up for two years or one year or 18 months. And in some ways, it was actually a good thing because it made a man out of you, a real man. I mean, I've got hairs on my chest from that. It was really cool. And in that time, it was, man, yeah. <laughs> show us. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's, keep, it, let's keep it real here. <laughs> We've got visitors here. We want them to come back again, okay? Um, but I, I would love to say that I was um, a Navy SEAL um, or maybe a parabat or a pilot in the Air Force or captain on the boat. I was there for two years, but guess what I was? The most amazing thing you could ever get called up to the army for, a chef. <laughs> a chef. I mean, I've all, I applied for the Navy. I thought, yes, I'm going to become this amazing Navy SEAL, and I'm just going to go fight the battles of the world. And I got called up to be, go to catering school. I was like, are you serious? So I ended up in Pretoria of all places, and I was like, oh, my Lord, what, what, is, what, what sins did I do as a young man? I was 17 years old, got called up to the army. And I was like, wow, this is not what I thought army would be, getting on this little train with, uh, or big train with about two, three hundred other guys, not knowing what was in front of us. And I got called up to the army, and I was like, wow, what is this all about? And I knew at the moment that I got into that army, I needed to get out as quick as I could. <laughs> I was like, who do I phone? How do I get out of this thing? This is wild. So fortunately at that time, windsurfing had just started in the country, and windsurfing was one of the biggest sports. Uh, at the time, it was one of the fastest growing water sports and I tapped into that. I was like, man, I need to milk this thing while I can. So I got a hold of a friend of mine. He sent some signals to the, to the commander that I was a part of. And they got me to windsurf for the army for two years. I was like, yes, Jesus is alive. There is a God. So for my two years, um, I ended up going to Hawaii and spending time training in Hawaii. <laughs> and representing the military in a, in a good, positive way that you could say, um, Let's, look how good the army is. Come join us. We're going to make you windsurfers and surfers and so I was fortunate to be there. I spent 55 days in the army in two years. Uh, the rest of the time I was out windsurfing and traveling the world. So it was a pretty amazing uh, time. But for me, it probably wasn't a real idealistic picture of what army is. Some of you guys went to the border, fought and protected our, our borders, and have a t- totally different story of what a real army, army is. And as I reflected on this, I was like, God, what are you calling us to as Melbourne Strand? Yes, some of us are from a, the broader side of Melbourne, I mean, uh, from Josh Jane, 412. But for us as Malpos, what are you calling us to? And it really is that, that what Hannes been saying and preached last week, the amazing prayer of Jesus saying, Father, make them one as we are one. The miracle, make us one. That we're not a solo person trying to do this army thing alone. That we are those that are together, standing together. Some of us, Dylan touched on something right now in the last uh, week or two been talking about, just in, the, in our prayer times, just this feeling of us, being dry bones at times. In Ezekiel 37, very, very familiar uh, passage if you've been in church very long. You've probably heard about 20 or 30 preachers at least on Ezekiel 37. It's probably one of the most preached uh, messages in churches around the world because there's so many aspects. And we don't want to take it out of context because the context of Ezekiel 37 is speaking to the, the, the tribe and the people of Israel and how God's going to restore them. 
and how he's going to take them into the promised land. They, they had been taken captive by the Babylonians, uh, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, uh, and how they had to experience God. So that's the context that Ezekiel 37 is talking about. And it's been tweaked many different ways over, over the time, sometimes into a pros- prosperity message, uh, whole different ways. But to, this morning, we would love to just pause and take a look at that scripture, not to take it out of context in any way, what God is saying, but how can we apply what Ezekiel 37 is saying to our lives as we sit here as an army of God? How do we do that? And can we take a look at it? So I'd love to, if, we, if you have your Bible, you can open up to Ezekiel 37, page 437, if you can. If you go to Bible, <laughs> just kidding. Thanks, Bodin. Bodin, thanks for doing this, the projector. And yeah, it really is probably the most daunting job in any ministry because the whole world's watching you. But let's read it. Let's read it together this morning. Verse 1. And there's 10 verses we're going to read. So stick with me. We're going to just unpack. We're going to read it first, and then we're just going to unpack it real briefly. And please know that I am not a teacher like Mike Davies. I'm not going to bring the profound uh, breakdown of what the scriptures mean in Greek and Hebrew and all the rest of it. We want to look at it. What's the What's the word of God saying to us on the prophetic realm today? What's the word of God saying to us as a people? So let's, let's pick up in verse 1. It says, The hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel speaking, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me, God led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the sur- surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. Were they dry? No, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord God, <laughs> you know. That's a, good, that's a good answer when God asks you a deep question. And then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, God, to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and it will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, Ezekiel prophesied, as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound. And behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone for bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them. But there was no breath in them. Verse 9, it says, Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord, Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Finally, verse 10, it says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived, and they stood on their feet, and exceedingly great army. You've got to picture this. Ezekiel, man, when God calls you and he sends you these strange things like put you in the middle of a valley and you look around and there's bones right around you. I mean, that's, that's a crazy picture and a crazy vision that Ezekiel is experiencing right there. And God takes Ezekiel, puts him in the middle of this valley. It's dry. Dry bones everywhere. And not just dry, very dry. And man, as I was preparing for this time, it's like we've been talking the last few weeks as elders and leaders as we get together, and it's been a sense of COVID had a lot of good in it, but it had a lot of bad too, where we became isolated, uh, became individualized. Uh, we met a couple last week as we did a family fun day. Um, as you said, they feel socially awkward. Like they, it's the first time they had, we had dinner with them this week, 
And they said it's the first time they've been out in two years to have dinner with anybody. We're like, wow, they've been isolated for two years. How can that be? And we look at this like, man, in this time, there's isolation that's happened and dryness that has crept into us. To my own life, I've felt it. I've, I've had a fight. Fortunately, I'm surrounded by men that will challenge me and, and bring me into the more of God. And it's helped me just sustain and keep going. We're like, man, I'm getting dry. And they, they kick me. I've got Baron that comes behind him, kicks me, lays hands on me. Steward comes and prays for me. He says, Lord, give him ball. Like, so I've got these men that come around me. But for a lot of us, we've been at a stage where we feel that there's been a dryness that has come upon our bones, upon our spiritual life. And this morning, God, by His Spirit, by His Spirit, wants to breathe life. Breathe life into those bones, into our bones. Why? So that we can be a happy, clappy church, so you can warm a chair. Uh, no, we, we prayed for the chairs earlier, specifically for faith to be released. That we need some of those chairs today. That something of God, through as the people laid hands on them, that something of God will come upon you in faith, in the supernatural realm that will come upon you, that will revive you again. God works in mysterious ways. He really does. Jenna, where are you? you know, I'm going to pick on you quick. I was going to pick on these two. Come play that uh, machine up there. <laughs> and yeah, you're off for now, but stick around. Kaylin, you'll be ready too, okay? I just want to flow a little bit here. Just sense God kicking in a little bit here. <laughs> this is my daughter, Genevieve. Sorry, my name's Ivan. For those of you who are visiting, I'm one of the elders here. I think most of you might know me. Um, I have the privilege of serving with an amazing team. So I'm just conveying what's been sh- uh, shared over the last few days and weeks and just trying to bring it into a, a little bit of a pattern and a, and a path here. But there is that sense that God is moving and that God wants to breathe life upon us. Thank you, Lord. I want you to quickly just to hold your breath. I want to see who can hold their breath the longest here. Okay, quick. Hold your breath. When your breath's out, just lift your hand up. Steve, keep yours the longest, okay? <laughs> As you hold your breath. your hand out already, James. <laughs> your air out. There's something about breath that we need. I think that was too fast. <laughs> we need breath. Breath is life. And says Ezekiel, God placed him in the middle of the valley. The middle of the valley. And there were dry bones. And God says, Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. The bones are very dry. And as he's prophesying, there's a movement that starts happening. There's things that start happening. We're just going to see if we can get this thing going. If it doesn't work, it's fine. It's working. Okay, Johan, you're up next. <laughs> all the guitarists, all the musicians, stay ready. Is it working there? We tested it earlier. Okay, where's Johan? Okay, don't worry. Leave Johan, Barrent, you're up next. He's, Johan's at the back, Barry, you're next. Guitar, bro. Who else plays guitar around here? Steve, yeah, 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 too. This is cool, eh? <laughs> Are you guys all nervous? Murphy, what, what, what instruments do you play? Okay, just checking. Eh? Check everyone in the back, starting to hide. Eh? Uh, there's something about a sound. Yeah. Come, God. It's good, Thanks. 
Don't worry, Mark. It's fine. All good. That's all good. Yeah. Come, God. Yeah. Yeah, it's still our hearts. It's, uh, sometimes there's technical things for a reason. <laughs> and nothing planned, nothing orchestrated yet. Just, of course, always nice just to have some kind of feel. Um, there's something about a sound. And interesting, as Ezekiel is prophesying to these bones, there's a sound that happens. The Bible says there's a sound. There's a rattling. And he prophesies to, the, to these bones, and these bones start coming together, one by one. And one by one, God's calling us. He's calling you. He's calling new people to come in and be part of us. And we look, we've different, different bones, we're different parts. And God is calling us. He's calling you. And even this morning, God is saying, come, be a part of what God's doing. It's a sound. And the word that was used there was a breath. The breath that I said, hold your breath. The original Hebrew word was called ruach, which is the same word that was used into Adam, the breath into Adam, where God took dust and breathed life into it. And just a real sense this morning that God wants to breathe life into you. And he came and he breathed, he prophesied into these bones, and one by one they started coming together. But interesting, they were together, but there was no life. Can I ask you a question? How often do we come here? I ask myself the same question. How often do we come here and we, we feel like we're just here, we're part of this, but we're not actually walking in the fullness of God? We're dry, we're just existing, we're just filling a chair. And God this morning is saying, man, you've called to so much more. So much more. Not just to function, not to be just equipped and sent out. But you call for so much more in this place. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He shed his blood for you. He has so much for you. James, I want you to share real quickly, just a little quick journey of where you've come from. This is James, my son-in-law. And he had a quick picture, a different perspective of what this function is. That is it all function? Is church all just being part of, is it being a chef? Is it being this? Is it being that? What does our army look like? Is it just function? Yeah, so this morning, um, Jen and I were reading through Ezekiel 37. And as I was reading through it, I just, just felt like God spoke to me. And he just showed me like everything these bones have gone through, that's basically your life story right there. It's like everything that God has done in my life. And it started off with dry bones. And there was a time in my life where I was fully dry bones. And um, God slowly started to put the pieces together, just like when he started prophesying over the bones, the pieces started coming together. The bones obviously started getting some life in them. Um, and that's what happened to me when I started meeting some of the people that actually carried the Spirit of God. And it got to the point where... Um, I was at that point where I had sinew and I had the flesh, I had the muscles and the bones, everything was together. But all I was worthy of doing was warming a seat on a Sunday. So I had my, my flesh and my sinews and my, my body, I had my parties, I had my weed, I had my alcohol, I had my friends, I had my surfing, I had everything. But I lacked one thing and it's what we read now in Ezekiel 37, it's that breath of life. And... Um, as soon as I received that breath of life, 
everything else disappeared and I became a part of the army. And just want to encourage you guys, if you guys feel dry, if you feel like you're just simply worthy of, of warming a seat, then receive the Lord, receive the breath that He can give you because it is life-changing. And it, you may even be serving the Lord for a few years. Maybe you need to receive it again. Maybe there's something of a renewing, a, a fresh breath that God wants to give you. Um, so that's what I had on my heart for you guys. Very good. There's a sound. Today the sound is going out, reverberating into the atmosphere. There's an atmosphere of faith in this place. Um, you've stepped into an atmosphere this morning. Where, no matter what you've gone through, what it, no matter where you've been the last few weeks, few months, there's an atmosphere of faith that you've had the amazing privilege of stepping into because of God's grace this morning. There's a sound that's going out, and it just makes me reflect back on the upper room when in the New Testament, as revival broke out, there were, they were all sitting waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. And says, suddenly, <laughs> I love the word suddenly in the Bible, it means something's going to happen. Suddenly, there was a sound, the sound of a mighty rushing wind that came through into the place. And tongues of fire fell upon the, each individual, and they were filled by the Spirit of God. And that comes by being in the presence of God. If you weren't there that night, you were going to miss out. So some people are out this, this morning, not necessarily going to miss out because they are administering, they've got legit things going on, but it's times like this where God by Spirit comes, brings refreshing, and brings life that just comes and nourishes those bones. Then God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath. There's something about the breath. Again, we were holding our breath earlier. Without breath, we are dead. But when God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the breath, and Life came into them, and they rose up a vast, mighty army. I'm just really sensing that that is what God's calling us for. And as I was preparing this last few days, just one thing I did feel was for those that are praying for their children. Um, you're part of the army, but your kids are not there right now. Or those around you, those close relatives that are not, not serving the Lord. And you've got a heart. It's like, Lord, bring them in. Some of them might even be in church and rebelling against the Lord in certain ways. But there's, a, there's an urgency. There's a calling because time is running out. You're like, Lord, bring them in. Bring them into this army so they can experience the love of Jesus. And I'd love to start by praying for that. Is there anybody that, that makes sense to Just lift your hand quick if that's you. Okay, keep your hand up. Let me show this is we've made a fool of ourselves all morning, so <laughs> okay. I want some of you to gather around them. Okay, there's not time to spectate. If you're close to them, just put your hand on them. And we're gonna pray and believe in faith this morning that God by his spirit, we're gonna prophesy. Ezekiel prophesied. He didn't just meditate on his navel. God said, prophesy to these bones. This morning you're gonna prophesy. You might not be a, a prophet, but the Bible says, I wish that all would prophesy. This morning you're going to activate that gift. And however God chooses to work it, you might just say it under your breath. You might want to speak it out loud. We're going to prophesy to these bones that are not part of the army right now. We are trusting for them to come into the army of God. Not to just function, but as James says, that they might experience Jesus and be lights to this community and those wherever they're planted. Martin, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to come pray for this. Uh, might be close to home for you so you might have a different heart to where I'm at right now um, 
and pray whatever God leads you in this area. Come, let's pray over the people that you're with. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the victory is yours, Lord. The life is your lifeblood, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that, yes, Holy Spirit, you the, you the breath, the living water. Lord, I just pray that your living water, your breath, the breath of life will flow. Let it flow into everybody that feels that it, they are dry bones, Lord. Lord, that, that they really realize that they are part of an army, Lord. And as your, as your breath comes in, Lord, that they'll physically feel it, Lord. We know that you're there, Lord, and there are times that we are weak and we don't believe it and we don't see it and we think you know, you're not around, Lord. I just pray for a special blessing today, Lord, that we feel your, your life coming to us. And everyone that has just battled with that and didn't feel worthy, that they know they're worthy, Lord. That we know that we're worthy because of you, because of what you've done, what you've gone through. And you've given us the victory, Lord. Life coming to everybody now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Your life, Lord, flow through. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, God, we pray for each family or relationship or loved one that we're praying for this morning, God. Thank you, God. Can I just comment on that for a moment? I just keep praying if you're praying for people. I put out my hand because I've got two teenage daughters. And one of, the, one of the things that I wanted to say, too, is our young people are in a real battle. And, and I feel like there are, there are a lot of people in this congregation who are going, what can I do? How do I fit in? Where can I act? There are so many times where I say, Lord, who could I ask to stand and pray with me for my kids? You don't have to be a parent. We've got a whole bunch of youth, and they need our prayers. And you might be someone who doesn't even have children, and you don't know what to do. Can I say, do you... When somebody comes to me and says, Lorna, I want you to know I'm praying for your daughters. Do you know what that does for me? So, so this isn't just parents. And like if you're someone who thinks, what can I offer in this congregation? If you could pray for my girls and you come and tell me, you don't know what it does to me. And we've got a whole bunch of youth here from young to going into adulthood who need ongoing prayers of people saying, God, I want to stand in the gap for them. I want to fight for them in the heavenly. So, so I think this is a really, really big deal in our, not just in our congregation, but right across the church. Very good. Pray for the youth continuously without ceasing. Who's a, who's a, a pastor's kid here or a deacon's kid? <laughs> Shame, Jenna. <laughs> Shame. Deacon's kid, leader's kid. You're... Okay, stand up real quick. Half of them. Stand up real quick. Um. Matt, you can stand up too, actually. You're so part of your deacon kid. Eh? <laughs> yeah, you're older, but you're still a deacon kid. Stuart, I'm going to ask you to pray for them. Just They've got an incredible walk. Ah. Uh, Something about the label and the stigma with pastors, kids over the years. And just pray for boldness and courage to stand. Can you stretch out your hand to these 
they really are under attack more than you realize. Until Leslie, you've seen it. And we're just going to pray for them. If you want to stretch out, if you want to lay hands on them. Someone lay hands on Matt here. Steve, lay, lay hands on him. Are you guys okay with this? This is just moving with, this, with the river. Is that fine? Is this flowing with it? We, we want to activate something in our lives today. And Stuart's a man that I know that's unashamed of the gospel. He's bold. <laughs> whatever words you want to use. Simple, whatever. Jesus, I want to, we want to thank you that you are with us, that you are guiding us. I want to lift up these young people, future, future that uh, they're going to be proclaiming your word, Lord. They're going to be showing Jesus out in the world, Lord like you to give them strength courage or just uh, fill their hearts fill their hearts with your love with your light and with your words give them courage to speak out speak out your name into a world speak out your love into this world and uh, give them boldness and courage to pull in people and let them see your light, hear your voice, and feel your breath. Now, Lord, in your name, amen. Sure. <laughs> now, God, come, God. Joe and Mike so great to have you guys <laughs> as you watch your son and daughter lead um, become an elder tremendous tremendous privilege to have raised them up um, to serve us serve the church God's all glory to God I know but you guys are part of it and those around you Emil and family kids seeing the next generation come up awesome just a generational blessing of God raising up an army and yeah, Mike, just for you and for Joe, just a sense where God's called you um, just as you're praying now, so you're laying hands on just a passion that's within you. Joe, keep that journal going. I don't know if you journal, do you journal at all. Get it out again. Keep it alive. Look back on the words that God's spoken over you, of your family, of your husband. Revive it. Breathe life into it. Prophesy. Revive it. Mike, for you guys, we had a friend that has, has moved on. She was part of Josh Jen. She was, we call her Auntie Peggy. She was, what, 93, around there somewhere? And she didn't stop. She kept going till the end. She, she had the nations in her heart. Your time's not up. Not up. It's just starting. Just starting. So I'm not picking on you. I'm just as you're praying now, I saw your passion for the people. Uh, just to highlight your time's not up. Pray about the nations. God, send me to Brazil when Mike goes next time or whatever it is. But start with an outreach. And they're going to outreach next week on the future. Get in on it. Don't miss out what God wants to do. You have so much wealth in your guys' life that we, want, we need to learn from. Okay, both of you. So not to pick on you or to isolate you, but just as you're praying again. So Father, bless that couple for all the years of tears and for sowing <laughs> that we can reap some of the fruit of it, Lord. We thank you for that. 
lead them, direct their steps, their decisions, uh, where you would place them in your body, God, whether it's here or another amazing church around here, God, whatever it is, Lord, but you'll direct their steps. This morning we prophesy life and breath into that family. Success, increase, Lord, that comes from you. What they put their hands to will increase, God. In Jesus' name, we thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, God. Awesome. Nalene, you're sensing something. Go for it. Come. Um, I was at a ladies' meeting a couple of Saturdays ago, and MC brought a word about an army, and I really feel that this is applicable to us as Malkbos. And um, it's an army, and in an army, everybody has got a different function. So some people are up front fighting, some people are the chefs, some people are changing bandages, some are ripping bandages off. And there's some people who actually don't really know where they belong in this army. And um, I feel today that the people, you're in the army, but you actually don't know where your function is. Where am I meant to be? Am I meant to be the chef? Am I meant to be here? Am I meant to be fighting, interceding or whatever? And I feel God is actually calling you to a place in that army today. But in that, there's a fear and an intimidation spirit at work within your hearts. And if your God wants to actually break that off, whoever and everybody, to find your function in that army, find your place. Where has God called me to? Where am I working? Where am I standing? Where am I marching? It's <laughs> awesome. The fear. Joshua 1, what does it start off with saying? Joshua heading into the promised lands. God says to him, how many times? Three, four times. Be strong and very courageous. Nolene didn't know this, but this morning early, I woke up early to, in the prayer time just preparing for today. And I, I had these two words actually just kept coming. I was praying in tongues, just praying in the Spirit. The Bible says pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Nothing weird. I wasn't waiting for prof- like anything weird. I was just praying in the Spirit, sensing God. And, but for about five minutes, which is, I've never had this before. I had this, I, I can't even, I wrote it down, like, Rala Shala Kandi Rala Bala Kunda, something like that. I mean, I've never said those words. And it's like, in my spirit, this was just coming out. Two words. And I stayed on this for like five minutes. I'm like, oh, this is weird. For me, it's even weird. Like, I mean, tongues are weird. Now it's getting even weirder. <laughs> but awesome. And I was like, God, what are these two words? <laughs> and it was, be strong and very courageous. That fear has no place in this place. This army there's no place for fear. And know what? Fear is going to come in. Even this morning we were talking like, I fear, even for Johan coming this morning, he had fear. For me, I had fear. I had, I had Stuart pray for me. Pray for boldness. Pray for courage. I'm fearful to stand in front of people. I didn't like this kind of thing. Those two words, be strong and very courageous. <laughs> Who else ever experiences that? Anybody had that this morning? They woke up or this last few days just feeling fear upon your heart? Who, who's had that fear, this just unnatural fear the last, last day or two? Anybody? We're going to pray for you. Is that okay? <laughs> While we're praying. We're praying church. Put your hand up quickly. That's you. Don't miss these moments. This week, if you're like, oh, did I have it? No, if you had fear, be bold, be courageous. And we're going to believe by the power of God, it's going, to come, it's going to come and just change your life, remove the fear, remove anxiety, bring peace upon your life. This is very different to conventional church. I know we are, this is kind of different, but this is God. This is how he moves, by river, flows, the wind flows, and we follow as it goes. Nothing orchestrated. It's like, Lord, so come quickly, some guys, 
Why don't we just jump up and pray for these people around him? Let's be a church that are equipped. Remy, jump up quick. Pray for this girl here, Rem. And yeah, pray for them quick. Luke, why don't you come pray for us in this area, please? Just feel God highlighting Luke's going to pray for us in this area. And all fear has to go. Come on. Luke, you pray as bold as you want to do what you need. The wind is blowing. Dry bones are rattling. Prophesy, come alive. The wind is blowing. Dry bones are rattling. Prophesy, come alive. We speak to every place the enemy has come to rob, kill, and destroy. We speak to any place the enemy has come to bring intimidation, to establish fear, to establish shame and guilt. And we say no more. We prophesy to those dry bones, come alive. We hear the wind blowing. We see the bones rattling. And we declare and we cry out today, come alive. Come alive. Come alive. Courage, come alive. Boldness, come alive. Arise, dry bones, and come alive. Arise, dry bones, and come alive. We hear the sound of that wind blowing. As the spirit begins to move, we hear that sound as the bones begin to rattle. And we prophesy, come alive. If you're praying over someone right now, just say, come alive. Come alive. Come alive. The Bible declares that God has come to give life and life abundantly. There is no death. There is no compromise. There is no variation or deviation. There is no distance. It's alive. Alive and life abundantly. Perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Father, in our lives, where the areas of doubt, where the areas of uncertainty, we welcome your perfect love. We receive your perfect love right now. A fresh revelation of your perfect love, that you love us as we are unconditionally, without limitation and hesitation, that you see us as we are and you love us perfectly. And there is nothing that you won't do for us. There's no place we can hide or run that your love will not find us and follow us. There's no place that we can flee. There's no place the enemy can take us or cover us or attack us where your love will not pursue us and fight for us. So I pray this morning that our spirit would hear the winds beginning to blow. Oh, Jesus. In faith, we hear the winds of the Spirit bringing life, beginning to blow. In faith, we hear those bones beginning to rattle and we prophesy, come alive. Come alive. Every area of my life where the enemy has come to rob, kill and destroy in my children, in my boldness, in my confidence, in my faith, I just stand and say, 
Come alive. Come alive. Come alive. We receive your perfect love today, Father. The winds are blowing. The bones are rattling. Prophesy. Come alive. Just say that. The winds are blowing. The bones are rattling. Prophesy. Come alive. Come alive, God. Come alive in us this morning, God. Worthy is your name, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. It's for your glory, God, not for any man. Worthy is your name. Can we just pause just for that moment there and just fix our eyes on the one, the one, Jesus, this morning? There's a song we've been singing lately. Worthy is your name. If you know it, sing with us. We're just going to just pause and just elevate the name above all names quickly. Mike, will you lead us in that if you can? Guys, as the, as they were praying over me now about the fear and just breaking their spirit, I felt that I need to repent of it, but I also felt that there's others that need to repent of just allowing our circumstances to hold us back for what God has in store for us. So I want to come before you, Lord, and I would just say, I'm sorry, Father God. I'm so sorry for stepping back from what you've called me to and using circumstances as excuses to fade away into the backside, into the backlight, Lord. To not stand on the forefront, to not take up our battle, Lord. To not fight in you, but to hide away from what the enemy just throws in, throws in front of us, Lord. And losing that ground, just because we're fearful, Father God. And I th- I'm, I'm so, so sorry of that, Lord. And I pray for your forgiveness in front of this church, in front of my family today, Lord. I want to say I'm sorry for that, Father God. And I pray that you will strengthen each one of us. Do not be fearful and to absolutely keep the ground that we've taken, Lord, and keep on moving forward in you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Awesome, God. Thank you, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. How are you doing this morning? Where are you at? If, 
this mic was honestly placed in front of you before the Lord this morning, where would my heart be? Where would your heart be? Are you in a place where you've been asleep? Maybe dead? Dormant? Part of this army that God's called you to and called us to, to shine His light, to share the goodness, share the gospel, share the good news of Jesus around us. <laughs> this morning, that's kind of what God's saying. You're one. You are one, part of this army. Not of this world, but to take back the forces of darkness, to take this town of Malpos to shine for Jesus. I'm going to hand over to Dylan here. I feel I've done my part. I'm just going to pass on and he's going to pick up and finish off with us.